Hey there, my name is Mark McCartney and welcome to the What is a Good Life podcast. If you're new to this podcast, over the last three years, I've interviewed nearly 200 people around this question. Look, I'm not looking to prescribe universal answers or to follow the answers that the guests are giving, but I'm more looking to evoke your own self-inquiry into what this question means to you. While I'm also trying to share what I perceive to be more genuine expressions of the human experience, more meaningful conversations, and also often a curiosity and a willingness to explore both on my own behalf and on the guests as well. So that brings us to this week's podcast, which is the 55th episode of the What is a Good Life podcast. And I'm delighted to introduce Laurie Poldry as our guest. Laurie is an advisor, mentor, and artist, helping people regain clarity and inner peace through sound, meditation, and nature immersion. In 2015, he quit his job to travel for two years and to study meditation, sound healing, and mindfulness. Since then, he has performed at events and released recordings that have been streamed over a million times. In this episode, Laurie shares a journey from suffering to seeking to finding inner stillness, where we can be at peace with our own unfolding, and where the answers to many of our questions naturally emerge without our own interference. We explore the distinction of experiencing our emotions and identifying with our emotions, the considerable importance of asking ourselves questions, particularly ones we can't presently answer, and the great benefits of resting in stillness and what can emerge from the silence. Whether it is an awareness of what is, an alignment with our true nature, letting go of obsessions with upgrading ourselves, a connection with nature and its abundance, or its impact on our creativity and how we live our lives. There's so much to take from this episode, especially those of us that are toiling with our self-development and spiritual journeys, suspecting we are fundamentally missing something along the way. The stillness and silence that Laurie points to in this episode may be of considerable help. For anyone that either follows my newsletter or my postings on LinkedIn, you'll know that silence has been a big focus of mine recently, so I really enjoyed this episode with Laurie, and much of what he says resonates and has had a really profound impact on my own life as well. So if you enjoy this episode, please like, share, and subscribe, and if you're on the podcasting platforms, please continue to leave your lovely reviews, as I greatly appreciate your support at this stage of my podcasting journey. So without further ado, the 55th episode of the What is a Good Life podcast. Laurie, thank you so much for joining me on the What is a Good Life podcast today. Um, after having connected with you last week, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see where this conversation goes. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be here. So as I tend to kick these off with Laurie, it's with the question of, is there a question you're trying to answer as you move through life? Uh, yes. So uh, based on my own um, understanding and life and, and challenges, uh, the main question is uh, how to find inner stillness. Uh, the world seems very chaotic and uh, there's lots of confusion and, and so many different perspectives. And, uh, and as I've worked in, in the tech for almost two decades, then I'd like to find uh, the easiest and most uh, efficient ways how to find inner stillness and how to connect with our inner wisdom. And what's that process been like for you in connecting to this inner stillness? So uh, it depends like uh, on, on, the, on the time of, of my journey. Like when I started, it was just, uh, uh, you know, using meditation apps and, and, and listening to some sounds. But as, as I've progressed, I've realized that it's always there, that it's not really not something that I'm reaching out for, but it's rather recognizing it underneath the thoughts and, and feelings and sensations. So uh, that's been the realization. So this stillness always exists within us, uh, just sometimes we're distracted or unable to, to recognize its presence. Yeah. Very, very simple. Yeah. So in, in terms then, Larry, of like what, in in that exploration of that question for you then is this just a, a consistent reminder or is this something that you feel like you've discovered for yourself now uh yeah at first i i discovered it uh, for myself and then i st started helping other people to to realize it so uh uh it's not just uh, you know becoming still and and connecting with, with silence and stillness and and inner harmony and wisdom it's it's much more so uh I've realized that uh, once you connect with stillness, uh, uh, you are really uh, tapping into your inner wisdom. And wisdom is, is more like an intuitive guidance. So 
you know what to do and when to do and what are the best choices and uh, and also uh, like uh, guidance on creativity like i've had my most uh, like creative ideas and, and thoughts when i'm i'm really sitting in the silence and uh, and not thinking or not trying to figure something out it just emerges from that stillness so um that's probably the the best uh, revelation um, uh, to me that um, basically if you want to be more successful and more creative and and have more peace and and more fulfillment in your life than just connect to connect with inner stillness and and recognize that it's there and and then create your life and and live your life from that space or true stillness rather than trying to achieve something or go somewhere so when when you're when you're describing this like it's uh it's obviously sounds so counterintuitive to i think even a lot of people's spiritual practices in that they seem very outcome orientated or mm-hmm. or it, it look there as much as people may say or, or not say there is an objective in mind. Mm-hmm. This is um, I love the way you're phrasing this kind of resting in stillness. It's like it's it sounds to me almost like giving space for for what is or your natural inclination or intuition to emerge. Like it's yeah. it's almost giving it white space for this to, 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 I don't know, to, to form in, in, in front of us without us interfering almost. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, uh, well, it, the story is, is longer. Like when I first started my explorations, it was 2008. So more than, what is it like many, many years ago. And, uh, at the time within two weeks, uh, my girlfriend left, I lost my job and really close friend, uh, passed away. And I was left uh, here, like in this cold and dark Estonian winter, and, and just started asking questions: Why is it happening? And what's going on? And what's the meaning and purpose of it all? And then led to uh, read many books by by authors like Eckhart Tolle and Neil Donald Walsh and and some others. And and then I I started also practicing meditation and and just more things uh, uh, appeared to me or, or became. Uh, uh, kind of visible and uh, and so uh, I would just say that the better world is created uh, through silence and stillness not to achieve something because yeah of course it's it's great to have goals and, and purpose and, and everything but um, ultimately we want to be really present and, and aware of what's happening and and instead of trying to go somewhere and trying to upgrade yourself uh, we realize that life happens right here and right now and and when you are here and now you are happy and fulfilled and and joyful and loving and kind then out of that realization out of that space um, comes action which is aligned and and you really you're like a beacon. You're illuminating the world with your inner light and with your inner awareness without, you know, running around and trying to achieve something. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different state of consciousness. It's a different space. And, um, and definitely I, I would like more people to realize it instead of uh, trying to go somewhere or trying to upgrade yourself or, or like very common very common uh, sentence around the spiritual circles is to raise the vibe, but it's also like action oriented. Like we, we are like almost like we're in a low vibe and now we are ty- trying to raise something and go somewhere or like change something. But the deeper realization happens that we don't need to change or shift anything. It's right here and now this presence and, and stillness. So it's underneath our thoughts and our feelings and emotions. So uh, it's it's a different state of consciousness to to summarize it. It's um, there's something though really um, when experienced. So uh, there's something really comforting in in that realization. Like because uh, you know people can our states of consciousness can alter. We can be in distracted modes. We can be deeply grounded. We can be in contact with stillness. It all still exists. Um, but but I think it's it's having moments of that realization that it, it is all here, like that I 
that I can be actually contented right now in this moment. It's not a future far off dream. Um, that takes a lot of, I think, pressure or um, it subsides that desire to go everywhere because we're just in conversation right now. What else is there to do? Like what, or what else is there to be right now? Exactly, exactly. You're totally present and you also don't want to replace anything or, or shift or, or like go somewhere. This is exactly what's happening. And, and sometimes uh, in the future, like other things are happening, but all, ultimately you're always now and you're always here and now. Even like in, in 10 years, if you would go to another continent, you would still be for yourself. Your experience is here and now. And um, that's that's the deepest understanding, not to try to go somewhere, but just recognize this this level of, of consciousness. In, in, in your exploration then, when did you, I know you're mentioning in 2008 then when, um, you know, this very sad event happens with a friend and your, your partner as well. And then a, and a job like what, and then you, you start to absorb these different, uh, teachings or these under, um, experiencing these different understandings. How did that, uh, unfold for you from there? Like what was the, the kind of the order of how it unfolded? Yeah. So at first I, I really, I was like a sponge. Like I, I tried to read as many books as possible. I tried to go to as many retreats as possible. I've been probably at, there were like 60 retreats in, in my life, both as an attendee and, and also host. And I tried to uh, absorb as, as much as possible. It was like uh, many, many years, almost like 10 years, like trying to learn everything and go like shamanic practices and then plant medicine and, sound healing, mindfulness, Reiki, like everything. And then at some point uh, I started having these glimpses that uh, it's, it's all, it's great, but it's not really needed to, I don't need to add anything to recognize who I am already. And, and this recognition really uh, then led me to really kind of uh, let go everything and then to unlearn everything because I didn't need to you know, upgrade myself or, or to add anything because I am already who I am and, and everything is unfolding naturally without any effort. So there is no need to, you know, do something extraordinary or, or like, uh, you know, just to, to recognize it. So, yeah, I, I was at the first trying to learn everything and then try to unlearn everything. And, and, uh, now whatever is coming, it's, it's great, but it's, it's like, the timing is perfect so i don't need to you know have a goal to read like 100 books per year or like um just you know move around to to find something extraordinary beyond myself so whatever happens is is perfect when it when it is happening i'm kind of allowing it it, it just comes at the right time and how do you think, do you think that we as humans have the capacity to interfere with that? Or is it our perception of the, our experience that's interfering with it? Like in, in your understanding there, is it, is it all unfolding as it is? Um, or are we actively, can we actively interfere with that unfolding? Uh, I think it's a very, uh, very challenging uh, thing for a lot of people. And uh, my experience has been that when I, I'm in my natural state, like not trying to escape something, not trying to shift or, or change something, just I am as I am, then the best things are happening. It's, it's called like an alignment. And uh, I believe this is the next phase for humanity. Like many teachers have said, it's not, not nothing original. Like we kind of have to move beyond the thought and beyond anxiety and beyond stress to recognize that there is a way, there is another way of existing. And that's, that's being in harmony with ourselves and in alignment and, and, and in stillness and then creating everything from that space. So, uh, it's, uh, at first it's a practice, um, like with everything, like with an instrument, musical instrument or like with yoga, you just, the first steps are challenging and, and hard, but as you move forward, you re realize that it's, it's, it's getting easier and, and, uh, it, it becomes really natural. So, yeah. 
What what have you in this path? Um, what have you found most challenging in in integrate? Not even in integrating this, but just staying the course. Um, you know, even if it's from uh, yes. older ways of doing things or yeah, societal exactly. expectations. So that's a, that's a great question. So one of the things that that has been in the past really challenging is like triggers, like. Whenever I see something in the world, like uh, if it's about, you know, whatever, like uh, aggression or destruction or like anything negative, it's just like, how can people do this? And I, I, I got really angry and really, you know, frustrated. Um, so that was like probably the most challenging thing to, to kind of to, to heal. And how, how did that, uh, how did you develop a, a level of acceptance or comfort with that? Uh, so first of all, when you, when you meditate and you, you practice like being in stillness and, and presence, you like all those feelings and emotions become more transparent and, and you recognize that they are not you, you're not identified with those emotions and also like negativity, uh, you, you may recognize it, but you're not identified with that. You're not, uh, entangled in that so uh, it becomes easier and and then there comes a phase when you don't react and you just see that if there's something i can do i can help the world but i i cannot uh, <clears throat> drag anybody with me and i cannot you know change the world like if some people choose to like uh, experience something negative then that's their choice and i can only you know, illuminate them or, or like show them if, if it's needed, I can show them that there's another way, but uh, if they're not open to that, uh, then it's their choice again. So just to, to relax and then be in your own space and then do whatever like you need to do. And in, in the sense, in the experience of, in your experience of life at the moment, then would you, how would you kind of categorize your relationship with um your emotions like is it is it typically a more like um i'm not trying to categorize them as positive or negative because i think that there's a trap in that but i mean <laughs> are you comfortable with the changing weather of your emotions or or how does how does that play out for you at the moment uh so yes i sometimes get really emotional and like uh, lots of joy or lots of sadness and it's it's not like uh, like i said they become transparent but also like when like 10 years ago, I got like sad or depressed. It lasted maybe even a week. Like I was really like down just because of something and I didn't know how to heal it. I didn't even know that I can get kind of rid of it or like to, to change it. But now it can be like little bumps and ups and downs, but it's more like, like centered, like more like, uh, like a calm water instead of like big waves. So it's not going up and down so much. So it's more like living from the center. Just recognizing it's the, also noticing that it's nothing bad when it happens. It's just, it's, it's natural. And it's uh, when a big wave hits, hits the beach, it's, it's okay because that's what the ocean does. So it's just uh, not trying to fight the wave. <laughs> when, it's it's really interesting, I think, because I, I think when a lot of people come to some of these uh, explorations or lines of inquiry, there's almost a, a desire for a perfection of behavior, a, a, a removal of suffering completely, um, you know, almost like a, having created an idea of some sort of enlightenment in which all right. human experience goes away. Like, I'm not saying that's what enlightenment is, but there is almost this hope or dream that, that it will, it, that all suffering will relinquish. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's something really interesting in just seeing everything as it is and understanding, as you say, either it's um, when you see it's transparency or transience, whatever it may be, that there's there's nothing really to hold on to because the next the waves are going to keep coming whether they're joy or sadness or or whatever it may be they just keep coming and so there's nothing 
there's nothing really to get there's nothing really to hold on to because it's gone before <laughs> before too long anyhow yeah 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 absolutely so um uh like one of the like concepts like many people do is um especially in spirituality is well they try to you know guide everybody to the light and and like uh okay we are moving from darkness to light but that's that's still part of duality and and the universe has still like both sides there's like day and there's night and it's like when we try to move from night to the day we cannot experience only the day because this is the world of duality like this is exactly what this world is about and and uh, we just need to recognize it and and move as nature like nature also has like cycles and 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 fluctuations like there's winter and summer and day and night and even the sun has like uh, like um cycles so everything is cyclical and and uh, the world contains like both extremes but the true liberation is when you notice that you you're not like a pendulum going from dark to light and back and forth between two extremes but you're like at the center you are that the space that allows everything to happen you're like deeper than that and that's the real uh, freedom not to to try to move from darkness to light or like try to fix or or like go somewhere so there's like another way like there's a saying that the, the only way out is not is is true so kind of seeing through all these patterns and seeing through these waves you recognize that it's just the movement how the world moves how the universe moves so and and when you say you're it's what what we are is deeper than the 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 whether it's moving between the poles of light and dark is that are you, are you kind of suggesting that we're hold like we're almost, like our consciousness is almost holding all of that in in capacity like it, it exists within our our share like whether it's our like our shared consciousness yeah even yeah. gives gives light and darkness to to what is exactly like the first first thing is to recognize that um like as as a consciousness like it contains everything it contains up and down and light and dark and cold and hot and and uh, poor and rich like everything and all these states between those like infinite uh, little like uh, fractals between those extremes and um when you go deeper like in your meditation practice and then practicing awareness stillness and and presence you realize that uh, through this understanding uh, actually the life becomes more lighter it come becomes less dark but it's it's like here and now that's like words are not really easy to explain it because it's your recognition that you are beyond it and you're like the sky like the the clouds are moving but the sky is still there like the sky is mo not moving along the clouds so even if it's raining or like it's snowing or it's night or day the sky is still there so it's like the same as consciousness and the more you recognize it that's the paradox that your life becomes easier and more transparent and more light so instead of trying to move to light you just recognize your your true nature beyond everything so it's it's a little, little bit different perspective than you know trying to upgrade yourself and, and go somewhere what do you think stops people uh from seeing this like like what's the like is it our is it simply our culture and even sometimes when we give that as an answer i i sometimes wonder yeah but like what, what was the jumping off point from us uh recognizing this you know? uh, many things it's not just like one one size fits all and it's not just one answer so uh, one is like um, customs and thinking patterns and uh, people are just used to think in certain ways and they don't want to see beyond it or like they think that this is how it's supposed to be they don't challenge their status quo and they don't you know want to go deeper Another is like um, when people are very, uh, like very much infused in like news and social media. It's like it's like a, like a certain you know state of consciousness. There's like certain vibration around it, and it's it's difficult to see through that. And uh, and also like some people 
just seek for comfort and 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 joyful life and that's it they don't want to look deeper and that's that's also okay but it's just that they are like uh, in in that level so there are like many many things i wouldn't say that it's just one thing that will you know st- stopping people but it's like a like a bundle of things actually and then what do you but like i always find it so interesting that like the the distractions that we may orientate towards um for the sake of comfort you know i i heard a quote recently by eric coffer you can never get enough of what you don't need mm-hmm. so we're continuously wanting more and more of these things but we don't mm-hmm. actually need them so it never satisfies us yeah what what do you think is the the obstacle from more people seeking even in a life where they you know they're already struggling and and pulling for pulling these levers for comfort uh yeah like i said it's just uh, like thinking patterns and and habits and uh, and beliefs also and uh, that's unfortunately how, how like many teachers have said that life uh, brings challenges and and also suffering because that's ultimately what wakes people up or like brings about the awakening so um yeah but uh, it's also perfect like whoever is like uh, necessary or like open to this they, they will recognize it and, and start you know educating and, and learning so it's perfect but yeah it, like i said like thinking patterns and habits and, and biases and beliefs so what i i like to say to my uh, like people who i'm you know doing workshops with it's like the hardest material in the universe is not diamond, as scientists say, but it's beliefs and prejudices and biases. <laughs> like sometimes people are so attached and so identified that it's like almost impossible to convince them to even like see beyond it. Like it's so strong, it's so solid, it's like a rock. And um, and then the best way is to uh, just ask questions, like to start asking questions and to be in a very neutral place and... and uh, and that will eventually make some people to to you know, open open up to like a, like a new you know thought or like a new way of looking at things. But uh, just you know rejecting them or like uh, attacking them is not helpful. So it's just asking questions from a neutral space is, is the best thing to do. I I do find that so fascinating though, like just how how much we are complicit in in creating our you know in in air quotes kind of reality Mm -hmm. and how absolute like if we surround ourselves with enough people thinking the same way that we can we can feel like that it's it's almost like a fish in in water like in and not aware of that it's in water like we we're not aware that this is like a, a like a man-made belief. Like it's almost mm-hmm. taken as 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 fact or reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first thing is like what happened to me. What I encourage everybody to do is just to start asking questions from yourself. Like when I was, you know, left alone and and in this dark winter, like I just like I actually I was very successful like and I never asked any questions about life and what's the purpose of my life and what's the purpose of existence I never asked those questions never and then like when suddenly like multiple things happened within like 10 days I really started asking these questions and even if I didn't have the answers immediately uh, eventually life brought me the answers even some answers like many years later but the first step is to really ask questions and is this necessary? What am I going through? Why is it happening? Is this the best thing to do? Like just asking any any kind of question. And then it kind of starts opening your consciousness to new solutions and new perspectives and, and also like deeper understanding of yourself and the world. And in in terms of some of the questions that you started off uh, asking that you you didn't have answers to you mentioned there just some answers would uh, materialize further down the line what sort of what sort of questions were you posing yourself that that kind of unrevealed themselves as as you went through the years well i think that one of the things what has been really fascinating to me even when i was a child like uh, what's the purpose of the universe so like why does the universe exist and i've actually actually this is interesting 
I've, I've realized there are like three levels of this. The answer is on three levels. Uh, so the first level is like uh, the purpose of the universe is a squirrel to be a squirrel, a father to be a father, a baby to be a baby, a fork to be a fork, a house to be a house, a grain of sand to be a grain of sand. Uh, the next level is like a higher level is just to exist, just to play, just to experience everything, everywhere, everything. And the highest perspective is there is no no reason just is <laughs> like it just it's it's just infinite and it's like a singularity there's like no purpose it's just because it's infinite and eternal and all encompassing including everything and everybody and everywhere it doesn't have a purpose it just is that's what sages are saying also it just it doesn't have a purpose it just is it's like a play so it depends on which level you are looking at and so that's that's like probably one of the biggest answers and then depending on which answer like you you may move along those levels like you can be in a meditative space and and recognize that i don't need to have a purpose it's just a play i'm just right here like this is just what it is but on another level it can be like oh i really want to create like a, like a documentary or like i want to you know code some software or like i want to go on a hike or like cook something delicious for my partner or like anything like something detailed so it depends on what which level you're looking at. I I love how that um, the fine or uh, the last level you were mentioning there the idea that it, it simply exists because it is and depending on my mood or my whatever way I'm experiencing life that can be the most satisfying answer and also one of the most frustrating <laughs> answers. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> With. It, but I, I really do, I do love this sentiment though, even of the the first level you were talking about there, just the idea that it, everything's purpose is literally to be what it is. Mm-hmm. And even in what you were saying earlier about how a lot of us approach, you know, having to fix ourselves or change something about ourselves, we seem to be at, at the core of so much of our suffering seems to be a resistance of simply what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we are is always changing as well. Obviously, everything is like change is permanent in, in what in whether it's the cellular le- level or just our environment and how we engage with our environment. Mm-hmm. Change will happen anyway. Um, but I find it really interesting that it's not good enough even for us that change will happen or is inevitable, that it mm-hmm. has to be changed in a very specific direction, mm-hmm. which seems completely at odds then with us engaging with uh, any kind of sense of authenticity or, you know, if someone wanted to say their true self or however anyone would like to, to coin that expression. Mm-hmm. It, it seems that we, I don't know, even in, even in some of our, our higher notions of what we could be and the, the purity or the, the, the truest expression of ourselves that we could be, there's still so much resistance to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But that's also okay because ultimately like when you try to push something or like try to achieve something and put a lot of effort, you're also in that process, you're learning things about yourself and like things become revealed to you. So it opens like a new level again, like another deeper layer of consciousness. So it's also perfection in that. So it's not like to get rid of that, but it's just, it, it, it might not be the most natural state, but like since people are doing it, it's also part of uncovering who we really are like beyond beyond all that just curious your experience of the the action that comes from stillness um because i i think there's always this kind of um misconception that if we're not like if we're not fully active we're not like seeking more activity or productivity it's almost like we don't have a trust that this this organism that we are that will still flow and will still move and still create in this world. How how have you how did you first kind of get comfortable almost with the the stillness? Uh, so maybe I had like um, yeah like like an inclination toward it. So it was maybe more easy. I'm like a very introverted person. And it was okay for me to sit in silence, even like an hour, and just to meditate and and abide in awareness. So, 
But then I just started recognizing that in the past, like when I had like a tech career, I really tried to push something out of fear or like tried to achieve something because there was like a strong desire. And and always like the result was like unsuccessful, like always something went wrong or like something happened or like it wasn't what I was expecting. But in this new state of consciousness, when it's like the inspiration is coming in, like, okay, let's write another article or like, let's, let's do something or let's reach out to somebody. Then it's like, it's more aligned. And uh, the outcome is always like very positive. Like when I, from the stillness, I reach out to somebody like it's, it's even funny to say, but hundred percent, they respond to me and there comes something out of it. So it's almost something like there's like a deeper, deeper being is guiding me like universe is guiding me towards like what it needs to be done instead of me thinking that I need to do something extraordinary. So that's the recognition. And, um, and it comes through like, uh, yes, through sitting in silence and like very simple, like just recognizing it. And, and also, uh, like, for example, many people are, are trying to find new jobs or like trying to find jobs. Um, uh, what has happened to me in the past is when I, I wanted to get a job, like, uh, you know, the classical ways to apply and to, you know, do like everything and just like, just run around and like panic. But another way is to like to really meditate and sit in stillness and allow the wisdom to guide you. And from that wisdom, there may be guidance that maybe you, you want to reach out to certain people, or maybe you need to, you know, write about something or record about something or, or like do something or like go to an event or, or, or connect with something or like somebody. So, and that's, that's the alignment. And from that alignment, it's always like, the, like I said, the result is much more positive than when we are pushing something. Do you believe that that inner wisdom, like, does that have a, does that have a source? Does that have a, like, does it have a, its own, like, is it, is it part of something collective? Is it part of something eternal? How, how would you kind of categorize it? Uh, my understanding is that it's, it's like, it's like almost like multidimensional, like uh, it's not like something external source. Like there's somebody like, I'm like a puppet on a string and like somebody's like guiding me, but it's more like this inner wisdom, like which is part of me is guiding me. That's who I am on a very deep level. And that that wisdom is just surfacing. And another part is that, yes, it may be collective, like because humans have certain patterns and certain beliefs and certain flow in life. Like uh, we have, you know, nationalities and races and countries and everything. Then, some things may come from that level also. So, so it depends like what's the collective understanding of certain things. And also like, what's my own like part in it. Like I'm like a little puzzle in this huge puzzle, puzzle field of puzzle. And then when everybody are like aligned, they are like doing exactly what they're meant to do. And, and that's, that's basically alignment. Do you, in, in your kind of explorations of life or some of the questions you've been asking yourself, like is, is alignment something that, that rings very true or high on your list of what you think the, the meaning of life is for you or, or what, like what works for you? Uh, yeah, partly yes. But like I said, like alignment is just one of the things, like when you recognize who you are, like, like on a deeper level, like the alignment is like natural. It's not like, again, something that you need to achieve or like you need to do something to become aligned, but you just recognize who you are. That's already alignment. It's not like there's you and there's alignment, but you are already alignment itself. And, and so from that understanding, like it is alignment and that's what it is. So uh, it's not beyond you or like, it's not something to achieve. So from, from some of the things you've been saying then, like it, it's, it is, it's, it's holding, it's holding these things in attention as opposed to, uh, creating anything and one can recognize their own alignment then in any moment, should they like choose to see it or, 
um, I, I wouldn't even say there's a seeking to see it. It's just, it's, it's almost just looking. It's more like recognizing or realizing. That's why it's sometimes called realizing, real, realizing life or realizing your true nature. Like it is, it is here and now. And, and like also like what, what some people don't know yet is that like awareness, presence and now it's actually the same thing. They're like different words, different labels we use. But it's not like there's awareness and there's like present moment and like there's presence and now I'm present, now I'm not present. It's it, no, no, it's just, it's the same thing. It's, it's here and now. It's, it's the underlying consciousness that allows everything to unfold through which we are experiencing everything and through which we are creating everything. So it's beyond words, but this is like words can be confusing. And in in how is your life from you know saying you had uh, success in in tech um what's what's evolved in your life or what's what's occurred in your life that has almost surprised you most um since you've been making some of these realizations uh probably like so called alignment like when i just meet people like for example um a few years ago i went to california and and stayed there for a few months and and I went to some events and immediately I, I met, you know, those teachers like Rekord Tolle and, and Rupert Spira and Deepak Chopra and some others. So I wasn't looking for them. Like uh, it just happened. And probably that was like the biggest, uh, like, uh, you know, surprise to me that I wasn't even looking. I wasn't even, I didn't even know that I need to look for them. I didn't even know some of, some of them They were like new. So uh, it just happened. And then I realized later that's alignment. That's like, that was like uh, kind of meant to happen, like in a natural flow without any effort. So that's probably the biggest surprise. And there have like been other things also like, uh, yeah, just I, I go somewhere and like there's like a great connection happens or like, uh, like uh, even like without any agenda or like purpose, it's just, it's, it's nice to share time or like go on a hike together or like, uh, something, you know, so just uh, this alignment and, and just allowing. And then even your, even like the, the changes in expression, like, um, or the things that you do in your life, like, are there things that have occurred in your life then that, uh, that have been expressions of this or outward expressions of this, like whether it's even your music or, or other things like this that you've just been like, I, I could never have seen this coming or, or yeah, something yeah, to like effect. especially creativity. Like I see that, um, like creativity is, um, is like something like deeper, like it's within us. It's not like something we are adding to ourselves. It's already there. We just need to access it and, and creativity, like, um, uh, writing, writing about something or recording or like creating some piece of, you know, sound or like just something creativity or like drawing or like it's, it's part of, uh, you know, part of life. Life is creative because life has created like all these trees and plants and birds and, and beasts and beings. And, and we are also meant to be creative. So creating and, and expressing ourselves. So. This is a, this, like, I, I think this is one of the most interesting parts of of stillness or or sitting in stillness is the almost like the observation of just even even our thoughts like just how just how abundant so many things are when we can actually just sit back and take stock not not in some transactional way of trying yeah. to you know keep score but just holding things in awareness it, it, it's I, I personally find that it, it removes so much of the the fear of life or it removes like so much of the scarcity of life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like abundance is there and abundance is, uh, is creativity. Abundance is, it's, it's right there. So it's not the circumstance, but it's, it's the flow of life is abundance. And, um, and creativity happens like through the stillness, you recognize it. And it's, it's very simple. So, yeah. With regards to 
Just one thing you were mentioning before about just allowing things to unfold. Where does this bring you then? And this is something even from my own curiosity, which I haven't figured out, I think. Um, where do you find like plans fall into this or, you know, um, strategy or different things like this? Uh, this also is part of it. So, like I said, it's not like, um, okay, now I'm meditating, I'm in this stillness and I'm space and I'm just waiting something. It's, it's also like being active. And, um, but these activities are in alignment with yourself. So there's joy and gratitude. So that's the sign. Like I love doing plans and, and strategy and, you know, creating something and, you know, helping people in the tech field. But it's not like uh, there's no fear and there's no anxiety and there's no desire, like strong desire or attachment. So it's perfectly fine to use the mind for, you know, doing something and creating something. But it's not that uh, it it's like it has enslaved us. So, so there's even... Could I infer then that there's even an, a lightness in which you're holding some yep. plans, like, or there's a there's a an awareness as you, yeah, maybe a there's like, so like stepping step from one thing to the project. next. Yeah, excitement to to create something and and joy joy of life and joy of existence and and excitement, and that's it. And there is like no expectations and no attachments, and then. Ultimately, that's that's the joy of creating, and th that's the joy of life. Like uh, you just create from from that space, and 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 yeah, stillness doesn't mean that we are like frozen. So it's it's just that we are not attached, and we are not uh, like a pendulum trying to you know go from one extreme to another. It's just like presence. So some sometimes people confuse stillness with like being free frozen. But it's not. It's it can be movement. Like the body really benefits from movement, like hiking and you know exercising. But you can be still like inner stillness can is still there. So for you, when you're when you're looking at where your life is now uh, versus when you began uh, your own kind of an internal journey or explorations. How, how, like, what, like, are there moments along the way where you see how differently you're responding to life where you're, you, you kind of, I don't know, it, almost moments of gratitude for how things were versus how they are now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, uh, my life has actually, like, been very different than what I was expecting and planning. Like, um, 10, 20 years ago, I, I thought my life is very, very different from now. And now I see that I'm actually grateful, although like my old self actually would have said that I am very like, not like un sad, but it's like very unexpected the way I live my life and, and things have unfolded. It's very unexpected. And the old me would have said that, okay, this is not what I choose or what I want. This looks really miserable, <laughs> but it's not because I... <laughs> I, I experienced a joy and like uh, gratitude, like on a daily basis. So that's a sign to me that things are okay. Like I'm, I'm supposed to be here, not try to achieve something extraordinary, but just to be as I am. So, but it's your life is very different from what I expected. So, yeah. I sometimes find that uh, a really curious challenge for myself um, where I'm not second guessing how I feel about my life because it feels really nice. Like, but I'm almost like my mind kind of can't believe how nice my present life experience versus all the ways that I used to think about life and thought it would be. And that if you had told the 30 year old me what the 40 year old's life would be, it would be like, what's happened? Like, <laughs> why aren't you going after X, Y, or Z? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yes, and also like um, like comparing uh, us to to other people, like uh, it can be very different. And comparing is like one of the like downward spirals. Like when you start comparing, it's like infinite loop, and you cannot really compare because there are like billions of trees in in the world. Like no trees is exactly as the other tree. There's always different number of leaves on it, or like different shape of the trunk 
or different pattern of the bark, like infinite number of trees on this planet and they're all unique, just like snowflakes. So, and people are just like that. We, we try to become like others are like role models, or like some celebrities, but we are not meant to become like each other. We are meant to be very, very different and unique. Everybody, everybody's like a unique expression of life. But isn't that so interesting in that we're trying to show our specialness by comparing ourselves or competing with other people when a bit like you're talking about your realizations that you have everything right now already. Mm. If you're if you're trying to achieve things to show how special you are by virtue of the fact that there's literally only one of you ever in the history of humanity yeah. that as you are right now, yeah. what what how can you be any more special than one yeah. in 110 billion humans yeah exactly exactly yes just given just looking at the time and and given what we've been discussing today uh larry just in terms of your realizations and in, in consciousness this tapping into this inner stillness and exploring the inner wisdom that comes with that as well ideas around letting go of expectations attachments uh, creating just for the sake of creating and um, letting go of ideas of seeking something outside of yourself or seeking anything beyond the present moment and um, letting go of a lot of the tension that seems to catch us so much, whether it's through our thinking and our habits or our desires or our comparisons. Uh, really curious to hear your, your answer to the question of what, of what is a good life for you, Laurie? Uh, a good life is, is not like a particular circumstance or like a particular outcome, but good life is just being present and accepting what is and recognizing who you are beyond the physical, beyond the form and shape, beyond thoughts, feelings, sensations, perceptions. And, and that's it. And, uh, and also like just a little bit to add is a good life is also like connecting with nature. Um, like spending more time in nature, not behind screens. So uh, that's good life. And when you when you have these things, like things are already miraculous, and there's like nothing else like is needed. So it's not about particular circumstance, or like a particular situation, or like a particular uh, configuration of of life. It's just uh, just recognizing your true nature. As uh, as simple and as wonderful as that. Yeah. 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 Look, Larry, thank you so much for for joining us here on the What Is A Good Life thank podcast you. today. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to your perspectives, your experiences, and I think I'm going to enjoy listening back to this one as well when I'm editing it. So, thank you so uh, much. So it was really great. Time. Thank you for inviting me. I enjoyed this conversation very, very much.